discussion keeps the world turning. This is Roundtable. You're listening to Roundtable, coming to you from Beijing. I'm Lai Ming. Coming up on today's show, China's capital Beijing hosted a marathon over the weekend. More than 30,000 runners out of 130 who registered to participate uh, took part in the event. Now already in the fourth decade, what has Beijing's marathon got to attract runners from around the country and the world? We will talk more about this in the second half of the show. For the main course of the day, we are starting a special series this week, looking at the world around us through the unique lens of cities. With its concentration of people and resources and a highly sophisticated division of labor, cities represent a significant progress in human civilization. In China and around the world, urbanization continues to provide new incentives for economic growth and social development. As such, cities and people's lives in cities deserve special attention. Today, in the first episode of the series, we look at urban development with young people in mind. For today's discussion, I'm joined by Fei-Fei and Niu Holing in the studio. A regular listener knows Roundtable has discussed child-friendly cities and urban planning in light of the aging society. Why should we single out specific age cohorts from the population in urban planning? Shouldn't a city belong to everyone who lives in it? Why single out young people uh, this time? Well, I think, first of all, of course, cities belong to everyone, everyone in the society that includes all different age groups. But for different age groups, people have different needs, different demands, different situations. So, and sometimes we hear a lot of the concepts about being child-friendly or senior-friendly societies. And this time we're talking about youth development-oriented cities. And I think these concepts do not conflict each other. or contrast with each other. It's like you're looking at a city who is trying to strive to be a better living space from the moment you were born to the moment you 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 know um and then so so that means of course we need child friendly society or or some people will call it family friendly society and that also includes the young people that we are focusing today is because you know uh, when you were a child of course you have your demands and situations and when you slowly growing up into teenagers and then in your 20s and 30s your demands and situations change and of course for a city especially big cities like Beijing Shanghai and also smaller ones like Changsha or Wuhan right now um, they are able to accommodate all different age groups and they can have different spaces for these different age groups and that means policy wise they need to think differently and they need to trying to figure out what these different age groups need at the moment because the needs also change through time. I feel like it's kind of like building a very comprehensive shopping mall. You want to attract the senior ones, so you want to have special services designed for them. You also want little kids to run around in your uh, in your shopping mall, so you want to make sure uh, there are no sharp things all around that will hurt them. And you also want to attract young people nowadays. And Perhaps you want these young people to not only having fun in your shopping mall, but also learn about something. I guess that's the comparison I can think of. 
Forgive me for being too specific. When we talk about accommodating the needs of the, the young people, there are many ways to look at the issue. I mean, you can look at this from the special arrangement perspective. Maybe there's some spot in the city that's redesigned or re- reserved specifically for young people. For instance, a good example would be the Huaxi Life Shopping Mall area here in Beijing, in Western Beijing, is um, is since become very very popular and very very attractive among young. People and even、uh, children and youth, teenagers, and then maybe certain areas, just a, perhaps just a few kilometers、uh, north of that、uh, region, then there is a, a spot where there are businesses, mostly businesses concentrated、uh, there, selling and promoting products for the senior citizens. So, are we talking about maybe、uh, the special arrangements and may, maybe make a distinction between people、uh, between areas? Where young people tend to hang out, and then、uh, spaces where only elderly folks get to hang out, or do should we address this issue? Let's, for instance, from the temporal point of view. I mean, there is a very famous、uh, science fiction novel written by. Uh, who? What is it? This guy.、Um, what is this girl?、Uh, well, I can't really recall her name. But she wrote about a, a, a utopian or dystopian kind of a, Beijing, a, a city. Yeah, Beijing, where people、uh, living in different stratum. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, come out and and、uh, share the city、um, based on the time of the day. So um, I, I I'm for sure I'm being too specific. But how how are we going to、uh, understand this this space sharing or this? Well, space sharing is definitely a part of the discussion. Actually, a very important part. We want young people to have their designed places, or at least a, pl- a place designed for them to hang out. But that is only part of the issue we're talking about here. When we talk about a youth development-oriented city, we're taking care of their needs in an overall, re- re-、uh, relatively more comprehensive way. For example, when a young people is on the Um, crossroads to decide which city to go. They may consider a lot of different factors, including、mm-hmm. um, the industry development, including housing, including maybe if they want to、Employment. in the future、mm-hmm. form. A family, start a family. They need to think about whether or not their kids would have proper kindergartens to go, and all these factors are actually being taken into consideration by the city planners. They are thinking about how to meet all these needs, and including some relatively more,、uh, let's say, subjective ones. For example, will the Young people in the city feel like they have enough resources to develop, to learn about new skills, to maybe start a business, and have enough support in regards of talent, in regards of、uh, financial support, and all these are actually being taken into consideration.、Mm. And also, I think they also the urban planners also want the young people to have this image of they can imagine their future here, settling here, maybe if they go in. Into a public space and watching the seniors and how they spent their day, and they think, you know, this is what I want, and so I'm willing to settle here and have a family, have a life here in the long run. So I think when we are talking about youth development-oriented cities, we're not only talking about you know giving them job opportunities or、uh, providing them with support policies if they want to start their own business, but I also think it's more of a whole. Picture here is that、um, they they want to attract cities want to attract more young people is because of course young people are going to be the pillars 
of the local development, and they will support the development of the local economy, of course, and also they are the pillars for supporting the development of other age groups in these cities. And I think they also bring more livelihood and vibrancy to the city as well as we can see here in Beijing. We have a lot of young people coming to the city every year, and we can go to different districts within Beijing, and you can get like different vibes. Some places are more of a youth-oriented, like Sunli Tuan. And others are more family oriented, like the Huaxi Life we just talked about. Or there are also districts that are quieter or more at peace, so that senior citizens can also hang out. But that doesn't mean that you know Beijing was separated into. <laughs> Different、um, blocks, segments. Yes, but the, it's like I think it's like a house that we have a living room that we can hang out together. We also have our own each family members' bedrooms when we want to enjoy some alone time. We don't want to be disrupted, disturbed, and we have that space as well. So I think that's maybe is the whole picture、um, when the urban. Planners are thinking about what the cities should look like.、Mm. So the practice of、um, in addressing the needs of different age cohorts and also accommodating and their development needs is somehow、uh, a way to reflect the changes in urban planning. Whereas perhaps、uh, without this、uh, focus on、uh, different age groups and without this focus on human beings living in the cities,、uh, perhaps the focus may have been placed on, let's say, accommodating the needs of a growing city as a whole. Maybe there is a hospital that needs to be built. Maybe there is a school that needs to be built. But there's this uh, uh, perspective through the lens of what functions a city should have. But with the different people, different age groups in mind, I mean, this is a, a new way to address, and that is to incorporate the needs of human beings who live in the cities,、uh, to in the process of urban planning. And there are global, national, and city-level incentives to accentuate the role and support the growth of young people.、Uh, remarkable, most remarkably, in 1995, the, the United Nations adopted the first World Program of Action for Youth. And then later,、uh, a revised version in 2010, encouraging governments to be more responsive to the aspirations and needs of youth to ushering a better world. And then in April 2017, China issued the Middle and Long Term Youth Development Plan, and providing fundamental policy guidance for young people in China to grow and develop in the years to come. So this is the national level, and then in, at the city level, in September 2017, the southern Chinese city of Shenzhen initially proposed to build itself into a youth development oriented city, seeking to raise the development level of both the young and the city to the next level. So there's a consensus. Across the world and across societies, to、uh, really、um, pay attention to the needs of the young people. But in fact, these are general guidelines, both the world level and the national and city levels. What tangible actions have been conceived and implemented to achieve that goal? I mean, namely to accentuate the role and to support the growth of young people to make them feel like they're at home in their own city. What tangible actions have been conceived and implemented? 
Well, to start with, actually, in April 2022, Chinese authorities issued the uh, decisions on the pilot construction of youth development-oriented cities, launching the pilot program in 45 cities across China. And the document clearly put forward the urban development philosophy of making cities more friendly to youth and enabling youth to make more achievements in cities. And the different cities actually. Uh, are taking different approaches, and there are even different theories when it comes to develop a city or、hmm. plan a city. For example, we have this、uh, three perspectives to approach the city or approach the idea of building youth development-oriented cities. We have the perspective from urban planning perspective,、right. social policy perspective, and social quality perspective. We can get into details a bit later because there's another one I found that is also put. Forward by Ekdamian saying, actually, for a youth-friendly city construction, you can decide or you can、um, you can judge by five different dimensions. That is, youth social security, youth economic efficiency, youth culture construction, youth ecological civilization, youth political participation, and rights protection. So these there are a lot of different theories and different、uh, approaches, but. At the end of the day, a city needs to decide whether or not their policies, their urban planning strategies, are actually meeting the needs of the youth. Like Lai Ming said, tangible policies, and there are a lot of different fun examples. The first one I like to mention here is actually a city that I have visited before. I've went to Hubei Province and went to the city of Yichang. It's also the hometown of Qu Yuan, one of the very important historic figure here in China, who has a lot to do. With the Dragon Boat Festival,、mm-hmm. and that city has done a lot to attract young people and to, again. Meet their needs. For example, in terms of industries, they have tried to、um, enhance the green chemical industry, pharmaceutical, bio,、uh, biotechnology, information technology, clean energy, modern agriculture,、mm-hmm. making sure that young people with the interest in these regards would go to the city and find a good place to work. And when it comes to education, they have. They have actually started an innovative talent institute. So, as a young person, you get to register a、uh, Yichang Talent Code. That is、um, a code you can get to register in a app service. On that app, you would be able to get a lot of subsidies, including the subsidies for housing, including subsidies、mm. for、um, lifelong education, as well as even you can attend certain meetings knowing the opposite gender, so that your social life can be relatively enriched as well. And of course, the city has put forward a lot of cultural related. Activities, including dragon boat races, we mentioned that is the hometown of Chuyuan, so makes a lot of sense. And、um, drafting competitions, street dance competitions, esports events, and various cultural and technological facilities like theaters, science museums, art galleries, escape rooms are being constructed on a city level, so that they want to make sure young people are having fun. So I think taking this as an example, we can see the city is trying really hard to make sure. Young people can find whatever they're looking for when they live in the city of Yichang. Right. So、uh, Yichang is not a city、uh, well known for the concentration of universities and colleges.、Mm. I mean, there are other examples. For instance, Beijing, Shanghai, and major cities in, in regional hotspots where there there is tend to be a lot more universities than others. 
Um, but then it's up to each individual cities to come up with their own policies, their own um, particular uh, offerings that they can uh, think of to attract young talent. I mean, that's certainly a very good example. Um, whereas I think when we talk about um, meeting the needs of young people, we uh, certainly sometimes think of the needs for employment, the needs for let's say, entertainment, the needs, let's say, even for sports. And in downtown Beijing, there is the effort to build cycling routes along the major uh, roads to accommodate the growing needs to cycling in the middle of the night. So that's, uh, that's, that's, these are good examples of cities trying to uh, attract young talent and making them feel at home uh, through various means. But then again, um, New Holy mentioned earlier something about uh, political um, uh, achievements and, and whether they get a share in, in the decision-making of a city. And that, uh, in fact, is quite important. I think the city of Zibo has uh, done, done a, a really lot in that regard. Yeah, They uh, have tried to increase the number of people young people being employed by the local uh, People's Congress and then the political uh, consultative conference. So these are uh, power-sharing and decision-making mechanisms, even though on the regional level. But when people, especially young people, feel like their voices are being heard, then it makes them feel more at home. In fact, their opinions matter, their presence is honored. Yes, and I also think by including... Uh, the young people into the decision-making process is one of the ways to try to form a sense of community among these younger generations that you can call this place home even though you are not born here or you didn't get your education here. For example, uh, there are also cities that are launching like volunteering opportunities out there Mm. for the young people, like for example in Shenzhen, Wuhan, or Chengdu, they have regular volunteering opportunities that open to young people. So when they feel like the young people feel like the needs, I want to be more actively involved in the the construction or the development of this society of in this particular city. I have means and channels to do that. Yes, I think I also got an example to echo with Fei-Fei's um, opinion. That is, the city of Lanzhou actually now has more than 660,000 registered volunteers with an average age of 28.6. So that is a really young group of people engaging in various volunteer activities and services, such as the Spring Festival Travel Assistant Program, um, cybersecurity awareness campaigns, telling people how to be a civilized netizen and also poverty alleviation in previous years, uh, live streams to help locals sell food and sell the fresh produce and also summer charity events and of course the COVID prevention efforts in previous years. And the goal is to register 1 million youth volunteers by 2025. And I think that is a pretty good goal. And I think this is what the city of Lanzhou is doing. What what I have learned from today's topic is that I think different cities have different approach and they all have their signature move to put their name on the map. For example, in my opinion, in my actually in my memory or um, impression, I feel like the city of Changsha is a very vibrant and happy city for young people. Apparently, you can't 
you have a lot to to enjoy in the city of Changsha. On the contrary, well, not on the contrary, or on the other side, the city of Hangzhou makes me feel like a city um, that if you want to really start a business, there will be a lot of supporting policies in that city. So have a special characteristic for your city is feels like what the cities are doing. In recent years, exactly the branding is branding, I think, very important. What they are trying to do, especially in the case of Zibo, which is uh. was not the primary choice for a lot of young people when we were talking about you know which city you want to settle after you graduated from your college. But then cl- clearly, Zibo had set its brand by either the city of barbecue or、uh, the city of other industries. In in certain ways, they the the city. Had set sort of put itself on the map, visible for the young people to at least consider it、mm. as an option. So I think when we are talking about attracting young people or youth development oriented cities, I think these city planners or urban planners have gone through a change from only focusing on offering more job opportunities. We have this、um, really promising industry in my city, so you come to my city. I can give you a job. You can have a good income, and now they are transformed into not only that, but you can have a life here. You can call this place home. You can not only have a good job and good income in the city, but you can also have affordable housing, for example, or you can participate in the whole colorful life. Yes, you can enjoy culture. You can have entertainment. You know, this is the place that you want to live in. For decades, decades long until your retirement, and I think that's what now the youth-friendly cities are going towards at the moment.、Mm-hmm. Young people bring an air of vivacity and creativity to wherever they go, whatever city they settle down. It's a、uh, uh, investment into the future of a city、uh, for city planners to really try and attract young people. But it's also a must. In fact, according to the white paper "Youth of China in the New Era" released in 2022, young permanent res- urban residents account for 71.1 percent of the total young population in the country. So there are more young people. Uh, who have been born and have grown up in the urban setting in China as compared to otherwise. So this life experience must be different from someone who moves into cities later in life. People like me,、uh, the older generation. <laughs> so what is? But but in fact, but what is? But precisely because I'm not originally born in the city, I see、uh, the tremendous、um, stuff that I can learn, and also the stuff that I can share with people who originally were born in cities. So, what is lacking from this experience growing up in a city, and what can urban youth bring to social development?、Uh, I mean, social development both in urban and rural areas. Actually, I would say, Lai Ming, you didn't miss much because you actually had your higher education in major cities,、right. which would be very Useful and would make you feel accommodated to the environment, used to the, took me a few years. <laughs> the information and ideas, but definitely for those who actually born in a city area and are actually very familiar with how the city works, they can definitely take part into the city planning and volunteering work we mentioned. They might have more information when it comes to the decision the city is making when it comes to new. Policies. They may have a little more 
are friends and family living in different or living and working in different fields in the city, giving them, um, I would say, a little bit edge in at least information acquiring. And in that sense, they would be able to help their friends and classmates from rural areas, giving them the information, sharing and giving it back to the society. And like we mentioned in the、um, earlier part of the discussion, actually, young people also need to feel the sense of belonging for the city. They call the city their home, and they are giving it a little bit back to the society. That's actually part、um, of the things that will hold the city and the youth together. Um, Fei Fei, you did you grow up from in a city or in a rural setting? Well, I would say it's it's more of a in between in a town in a very small town. So I think um um for me, I I'm the one who bring like diversity to the city urban dwellers. But I think what makes different cities different is what the local. Um, people can, you know, pass on their traditions and their unique local cultures, and so that different cities have their own different image, have their own different brands, and that's what I think what people who grew up in the urban areas originally can bring to the urban development. Great point.